Oh, hey guys, what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for... Ooh, what's the date? 5th of June, Tuesday, 5th of June, 2018. I cannot stop crying. <laughs> I can't stop crying. <laughs> I keep watching fucking Iceland videos of when they beat England in the Euros <laughs> In Euro 2016, I fucking, man, that's ridiculous. I literally, I started crying before. I fucking was watching um, a video on YouTube of that guy, the Icelandic commentator, um, when the when they go through, they blow the final whistle, and he's screaming, and the video, there's a video of him screaming in the commentary booth, and there's, like, banks of other commentators all sitting next to him, and no one's looking at him, (laughs) he's, like, standing up, screaming, crying, and he starts, there's one with with a translation down the bottom, and he's saying, like, um, um, Iceland are never going home, we're never going home, never wake me up from this beautiful dream, and then I remember being in fucking um, London for that game, and I was so stoked that Iceland won as well, because uh, it was a Monday, and I remember that Friday was the vote for Brexit, and then Saturday everyone everyone found out England was was um, leaving the uh, EU, and so everyone was like, fuck, everyone in London was like, fuck England anyway, good, England should lose. And this guy, the Icelandic dude in his commentary is going like, England can go where they want, England can leave the EU, they can go wherever they want, Iceland are going to Paris and the Stade de France. Oh, it's so good, man. And uh, yeah, that made me cry, that just made me cry now. <laughs> eating my fucking avocado on toast with a tear literally rolling off of my nose. (laughs) How good is a fucking cry, man? I like, I'm still laughing because it seems silly just to be like, hey, everyone, I'm crying. But it's fucking nice, dude. I feel like I'm going to cry a bunch during the World Cup. It's like a once every four years release valve, you know? (laughs) um what things would make me cry i'll cry if uh if argentina win and leo messi has a great game and is you know the fairy tale is complete if lionel messi i mean he needs to win a world cup right he's the greatest player ever at this point club player for sure but he's never won the world cup and that's so the legacy is not complete unless he wins a world cup so if, if messi Lifts the World Cup, I'm crying. But Argentina aren't playing very well. If, um... Oh, I don't even know what... If if Iceland, if Iceland make it into a... If Iceland even just make it into the round of 16, and I'm like... And I'm watching their game with some people, I'll probably cry then as well. <laughs> uh, if Australia get into the round of 16... I'd probably cry. I don't know. That's like further down my list. But I'm if I'm watching it with all Australian people, which I will be, then yeah, maybe I'll cry then. I don't know, man. Just a bunch of nice shit, you know? Fuck, I can't wait for the World Cup. I'm not going to stop talking about it for the next few weeks. I'm so excited. It starts... It, what? Wait. Oh my God. It starts in less than two weeks, you guys. It starts... No, it does not start next week. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's Sussex week. Oh my God. 
Oh my god, it starts on next Thursday. Oh, I'm fucking, I can't wait. Russia versus Saudi Arabia at last. <laughs> what a fucking awful game to open the World Cup on. God, I wish it was anywhere other than Russia. I wish they would just play it in neutral waters on a barge in the middle of the Pacific rather than play it in fucking Russia. Ugh. That's why That's why it's like, this one's crazy as well because the next one is in Qatar and I think I'm going to have to forfeit it. Like, I'm forfeit? Yeah, like I'm going like, to... Like I was going to be in Group G. No, I think I'm going to have to um, boycott. Because Qatar's it's fucked. They're, like, human rights abuses, just in, in, not even in the country, like, not even just surrounding the general running of the country, but in involved in actually building the stadiums of the World Cup have been awful. And it's not even the next one yet. People have been talking about it for fucking, ever since it was announced. For like four or five years, people have been talking about how fucked Qatar is and how they shouldn't be hosting a World Cup. And everyone in FIFA has gone down on corruption charges, but Qatar still has the World Cup. It's insane. Um, so fucking, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this one in Russia because after that, man, Qatar's the next one. And that's just an absolute, it's an embarrassment, to be honest. Um, and I don't think I'm going to watch it. So, yeah. Anyway... I, uh, why am I crying though? That's what I wanted to talk about. Why am I crying? What? It's wild that that stuff will make me cry, you know? Like, what's, or what tension do I have that I need to be crying about that? Like, yesterday I had a really, you know, I don't know if you guys do this. When I, when I, uh, when I wake up, sometimes I don't realize I'm in a bad mood until, like, like half an hour, an hour after I've woken up. And it normally takes me stopping and going, oh, I'm in a bad mood, sick, to be, you know, to like acknowledge it or whatever. And yesterday was one of those days. Like Sunday, I was in bed real early. Um, I must have been in bed by like, was I? I must have been in bed by like 10 or something. It wasn't a late night. And, uh, and then I woke up in the morning and I was like feeling pretty good. I woke up at like 8.30 early and had some breakfast did my normal thing uh got out the house rode my bike um down to buy some new headphones because i've lost my headphones the night before and then i got into the car park of like barclay square to the shopping center near my place in brunswick and um i was on my bike and i pulled out at like car parks don't really have i don't know when i'm on my bike where i'm allowed to ride in a car park and it's like fuck this man i'm just riding all the way through anyway you know i'm not like oh that's a one-way street better not right fuck that it's a car park and uh i rode down and i went to like ride through one like across one of the paths or whatever and a car came out and um the car had to stop and i had to swerve away <laughs> and the guy like he went like eh, eh, like honked at me twice and then the way that I swerved was the way that he was going. So we pulled up side by side and he was like, you know, eyeing me off. Uh, and I, I just, I don't know whether I was in the wrong or not. Like, I honestly, I don't know. Um, which I guess means that I, <laughs> I probably should have been paying a bit more attention. But uh, that, like, honk was enough to be like, fuck you, man. Like, don't honk me. You know, it made me, like, defensive or whatever. And, um, it snapped me out of my days for the morning and I realized like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. Great. And then I went into Kmart, bought some new headphones. You know, they got $2 headphones in Kmart. Whoa, what a society, you know? 
Um, and they have $6 ones and $10 ones, and I got the $6 ones, because you don't go those cheap ones, but, you know, I'm not fucking <laughs> Mike Tyson, I'm not going to get the $10 ones either, I'm not made of fucking gold and steel, so, uh, I got the $6 ones, um, and I got them out of the box, and I, like, chucked them in, and it was just, like, I was listening to Discover Weekly, so I hadn't heard a lot of the songs before, so I was like, maybe all these songs are just mixed like really fuzzily maybe that's a new aesthetic that people are going for so i put on a song that i have been listening to and no just shit just shitty headphones just real garbage um went back to the place and uh you know you don't need a receipt to to trade shit back in absolutely not i I didn't see someone who had served me I just went up to the guy and I went, hey, I bought these and they suck and I want to trade them in for better ones. And he was like, and I was like, I don't have a receipt. And he goes, yeah, man, just go find them again, find the same ones. <laughs> and, and I'll just scan that like barcode. Fuck yeah. I was telling that to my mate um, last night and they were saying that they do that all the time. You, <laughs> My friend Annie Louie is a great comedian from Melbourne, bit of a plug there. Uh, I saw her at Quick Bites yesterday, this comedy show, and I told her that I got these headphones, and she was just like, yeah, man, I buy the same headphones every time, and uh, so she has like 10 different receipts for the same pair of headphones from like different days um, that she's just like bought, and then whenever one of her friends loses their headphones, she just goes with hers, well, I don't know, now that I'm examining it, I don't quite know how this scam works Annie Louie so you buy the headphones and you keep the receipt and then when you want to give your headphones to your friend then what but you don't you need like when you hand the headphones in to trade them they take your old ones and they give you new ones so you're just and like if your friend loses their headphones then that's not if they break fine great but if they lose them no good. What? <laughs> you know when someone tells you something and you're like, fuck, that's so smart. And then later on you examine it and you're like, wait, I actually don't understand what you said. <laughs> I just took it on faith that like, yeah, man, that sounds about right. Yeah, I've got all these receipts and then I buy headphones and then I like take a, the receipt in and, uh, you know, something happens and now I've got heaps of money. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? more headphones scam nah I'm gonna have to fucking um, check back in with Annie Louie on that one because I have no idea how that works whatsoever oh my face still feels congested from the crying <laughs> um, oh I've been doing heaps of paperwork this week man fuck like it just keeps going. I feel like I always yawn on this podcast, by the way. Maybe it's because I always record in the morning. I normally wake up, eat breakfast, and then record the pod. I just can't stop yawning. I'm a yawny boy, you know? Um, yeah, I finished Nice. Oh, yes! 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 <laughs> I fucking handed in... <laughs> you like that, that little vibrato there? Yes! I handed in my, um, oh God, that feels awful to do that. Does that sound like, does that make your skin crawl when I do that? I'm not going to do it again. It feels like I'm showing someone my fucking genitals, you know? 
Yes. <laughs> it feels very exposed to, to do that. Ooh, anyway, uh, I finished Nice. Fuck yeah. I headed in my shit. Um, I got to go today and scan the document. So I'd like, I handed in all my stuff to the coordinators. They did good. They said, this is a very detailed plan, Aiden Jones. Uh, quite surprised actually, considering the way that you present yourself in class, uh, that you've, you've given us quite a detailed plan. It's very impressive. I'm really like, I think they were trying to say, you seem like a fucking idiot, but you've, you've done some work here. So fair play to you, stupid. Um, yeah, they said it was really detailed, they said it was good, done, uh, I got this email with a bunch of forms I need to fill out, I'm gonna email that back today, and then I'm thinking, the signing, I finally signed the contract on Thursday, which means money, 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 ooh, ooh, must be funny, ooh, ooh, in a nice boy's world, <laughs> it's gonna be sick, dude, I can't wait to get this money. I can't wait to be financially secure for nine months. Oh, my days. It's going to be great. That day, um, handed in my thing, then uh, went with a couple mates from the course to, like, Naked for Satan. They do $9 lunch menu uh, until, like, from 12 to 3 in the afternoon. So, went and got that. Um, Had some drinks there. Had some drinks at the Rochi. And then uh, my mate Amy was going to work at the Baden-Powell Hotel. The Baden-Powell Hotel, which Baden-Powell... I've, this is a place that I've ridden past a bunch on my bike. It's on Victoria Street. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it's, um... Like, Baden-Powell was the guy who who thought of doing scouts, which I used to do scouts for, like, nine years. So I, I knew who that guy was. Um, I always rode pa- past, and it's in, like, a bit of no-man's land in the middle of, like, not a suburb, you know, like, it's in Collingwood or something, but, like, there's nothing around it, no foot traffic, people just drive down Victoria Street, and then, you know, who's fucking stopping there, but she works there, went there, and, um, cool chick who's, like, uh, like, venue manager was just giving out the free drinks, man, so I got real drunk, I drank all day, it was great, it really, like, creeps up on you, you know, when you're having, like, a couple drinks at lunchtime, and then you're like, I'll probably go home and have a nap, and then a couple of hours later, you're like, oh, I'm still drinking. I guess I don't have time for that nap, but I'll probably go like and sit somewhere and write and have a coffee in a bit. And then it's like half an hour before my gig and I'm like, oh, I've been drinking for six hours. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> Fuck, that was a good day, man. But I finished Nice and I've just really just been chilling for like the whole week. I haven't been doing that much. I... um. I was feeling inexplicably tired on Saturday, like, Saturday day was, um, I mean, it was the first day that we've really just, like, hung out at the house, not, like, with any agenda, but just, like, woke up, had, like, uh, had, like, um, pancakes with blueberries in them, make that, you know, like, got some cookies and cream, ice cream and butter and, and, um, maple syrup and made that for breakfast. Then, um, cut open a bunch of cans and we've got a bunch of succulents down the side of the house. So we made like, I didn't, I've never knew that you could do this, but we made clippings of the succulents, um, and just like, 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 so we cut beer cans in half, filled them with soil, put a bit of water in and then just clip a succulent, chuck it in there. And apparently that's going to grow now. I never knew this. I, I had no idea that that was a thing, but, uh, 
uh, Phil and, and Bella, my mates, were just like, yeah, dude, it's 100% a thing. Just chuck it in there and it just grows by itself from the clipping. So I've got a bunch of succulents like sitting in the window now. So we did that. And then I was still feeling tired after this morning of nothing. Had a nap, woke up at six, still tired. So um, I decided I was going to have a bath. So I went down to... I cooked some dinner for myself. I cooked like some pasta and shit. Um, and then I went down to Kmart. And <laughs> I was on the phone to a friend um, talking about how I'm like going to have a bath. I'm going to buy some Epsom salts and some essential oils. I go up to the guy at Kmart. It's like some like stonery looking dude. Maybe like 30, I guess. And uh, I'm like, hey man, what's up? I just... Um, it's Saturday night and I want to have a night in. So I'm going to have myself a bath. So, like, where, what salts should I get? Can you show me where the Epsom salts are? I, like, Googled what you need. I literally Googled bath ingredients. <laughs> and, um, went up to this guy and was like, hey, man, yeah, I want to, uh, I want to fucking suss myself out a really nice bath. And this dude was so invested. He was just like, oh, man, yeah, what do you, like, you, after a bit of a workout? And I was like, no, nah, man, I just, like, I'm just lazy. I just want to have a bath. And he was like, oh mate, you're going to have a lovely night. That's so great. (laughs) And he's like, here are these salts. And then there's this oil and this oil and this oil. And like, I usually use this one, but sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling a bit like naughty, I get this one. And I'm like, yes, dude, show me all of the oils. Uh, he said, and he's like, this is eucalyptus, but you want the water soluble one. Obviously, if you've got a bit of a cold, just jump in that. That'll be great. Um, so into it. And then I bought myself a candle. Um, and I just, like, I had all the bits, came back to the house, ran myself a lovely bath, put on some music, and just, like, sank into it. Turned off all the lights as well, just had candles. Um, oh, man, what a dream. And then after that, I got back up, and I turned off, uh, like, there were no lights on in the house. I set up a few candles at the dinner table. Dinner table in the kitchen. <laughs> um... Set up some candles and then uh, I wrote a letter to me bloody pen pal. What a glorious night. Yes, that was so great. Um, and I must have been in bed by like 10. Yeah, I reckon 10. That moment when you like agree with yourself that you're not going out. That you're just, st- it's like I'm staying in. I'm not, I'm going to stop trying to hit people up to see what people are doing and like involve myself in some sort of thing. I'm going to cut all of that, cut my losses. I'm not going out. It's not happening tonight and I'm staying in. And then as soon as you like admit that to yourself, you start having all these ideas of like, oh, I'm staying in. Well, oh, I'm going to cook. I'm going to watch a thing. I want to, I want to fucking find a new porn that I've never watched before. Really branch out. It's so great. I really love it. Fucking staying in, dude. It's been a super relaxing week. I really need to start working again because I've not done anything, but it's been lovely. <laughs> um, so, music for this week. I've got a couple songs. I have been listening again. I cannot stop listening to Time After Time by Sarah Donnelly. She's done a cover of, you know, When I'm up with a bit and you will find me. <laughs> Time after time. <laughs> um, she's done a cover of it. She's done a bloody cover of it. It's what she's done. Uh, I am in love with Sarah Donnelly. Sarah Donnelly, her name's Stella. <laughs> well, I'm in love with her sister, Sarah, as well. Fucking. 
I've called her Sarah Donnelly to a bunch of different people right now. Evidently, I don't love her. It's just an infatuation. If I really loved her, I'd learn her fucking name. Um, Stella Donnelly is incredible. I talked about her before on the first part of these when I did a music recommendation. Um, so if you've been listening to these, you fucking already know her. Listen again. She is so great. She's just, man, her voice is amazing. She's only got like seven songs on Spotify. Get on at the start. Get on on the ground floor and then say you were there when Stella Donnelly blew the fuck up because that's 100% what she's about to do. I'm backing her right now. Put the house on it. She's so great, man. It just, her voice is amazing. She's very, like, when I saw her live, she was so funny. She's very honest, disarmingly honest and, like, not, but not, like, mawkish or, like, uh, what's the word, like saccharine, she's not too sweet, or she's not like, oh, I'm being so honest, because I'm just, I'm a beautiful soul, none of that, she just is true to herself, you can fucking tell, man, from the straight down the line way that she sings, she just loves singing, and she loves telling stories, and um, time after time, I don't know who the, let's find out, who's the original song by, because um, I have no idea, I really should know that, is that an Australian song, it's on some, um, album of like uh australian artists doing covers and i've looked and she's the last song on um on the album which is huge by the way because it's a bunch of other like real famous australian artists and uh she's she closes it and then i saw i looked up the youtube video and um it's just like her standing on a roof and she sings the song and then just at the end in like the most like plain like like in a great way like not put on australian accent she just says uh happy new year australia and like <laughs> i mean i like to think that she recorded that song in like in like <laughs> in like april you know <laughs> she's just like you know what someone's gonna listen to this in december and when they do it's gonna ring bloody true <laughs> she just signs off all of her songs with happy new year australia maybe i should start doing that if i see someone at home be like hey man happy new year it just <laughs> they'd probably be angry look at me like i know what you're doing and i don't fucking have time for it all right how much money do you want to withdraw this is the commonwealth bank <laughs> go up to someone at the bank happy new year mate yeah i'd just like to open a business transaction account actually thank you because i'm starting a new business selling nails what's that no i don't have any money to put in the account no i was just hoping to open the uh to open the account and then hopefully that will kind of get my business going i'll start thinking about business uh i'll actually buy some nails <laughs> You're just starting a nail, a business selling nails, only nails, and your supplier is Bunnings. You just stand out the front of Bunnings and go, don't go in there, mate. Fucking come talk to me. <laughs> oh, I think that cry has done me good. Um... Cindy Lauper was the original person who sang time after time. And who the fuck is she? Let's find out. I mean, I know that name, but I don't know anything about her. Oh, she's old as fuck. Gross. Cynthia Ann Stephanie Lauper is an American singer, songwriter, actress, and LGBT rights activist. June 22, 1953. <clears throat> so she is fucking 75. That was pretty quick. Not unhappy with that. 
Oh, and she still is trying to look 17. Oh, no. Lorpa during the premiere of Kinky Boots in Sydney 2017. She's got, like, blonde pink hair. Oh, mate. Oh, no, 64. Oh, I got the age wrong after patting myself on the back. 64? No, I mean, that's definitely wrong. June 22, 1953. So, 2003, so it's 60... Oh, it is 64. You know what? Fuck you, Wikipedia. (laughs) How was that for patting myself on the back before? 75. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah, and it was also wrong, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Um... She, her career has spanned over 30 years, blah, 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 blah. Boobadoo. It's still fucked that she's trying to look 17. She's trying to look like a bubblegum pop star in that picture. If you go on Wikipedia, go suss out Cindy Lauper's page and check out the picture that she's got of herself. No one wants to fuck you, Cindy. I mean, I'm sure she's probably charismatic and she could probably talk her way into someone's pants, but, you know, just... <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> uh, it's a great song. Time after time, go and oh man, listen to that Stella Donnelly. She's fucking incredible. And uh, the other one I wanted to talk about was "Isn't She Lovely" by Tom Mish, also a cover. Um, I don't even know if Tom Mish plays that. I don't even know. Um, Tom Mish is uh, um, Loyal Kana's DJ. Loyal Kana is fucking one of my favorite rappers, and um, Tom Mish is his. Well, no, no, he's not his DJ. Sorry. Uh, his DJ is uh, Clef something, bass Clef, something like that, or just Clef, I don't know, but anyway, Tom Mish is a frequent collaborator with him, and Tom Mish released his own album, and um, Isn't She Lovely is uh, just a cover of that track, Isn't She Lovely, but it's on like a really nice sounding guitar, and it's just like, no lyrics, just the guitar. It's gorgeous. And uh, I thought of it because I was walking on Saturday. No, Friday. Who cares? I was walking to the um, local cafe. And uh, someone was like, it must have been like 10 in the morning or some shit. And someone was playing it. I heard it over their fence. And Tom Mish is from the UK. He doesn't get a lot of airplay here, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't listen to the radio, but not a lot of people. I haven't heard anyone else talking about him, you know. Um, but the album's great, and uh, I heard someone playing it in their back fence, like over their back fence, so they're outside, and they're, I'm picturing them eating breakfast, maybe, I don't know, but it's Friday morning, they're having a good time, listening to some Tom Mish, and I yelled over their fence, I was like, oh, yo, 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 Dad, Tom Mish, whoever's playing Tom Mish, fuck yeah, <laughs> and no, no reply, nope, <laughs> <laughs> is that weird to do to just yell over someone's fence i was like they're like you know around the corner from my house they're on my usual route when i walk to the cafe so i'm like oh maybe i've got a, a bloody friend here wasn't to be um let's find out who that's originally by is isn't she lovely boom boom isn't she wonderful isn't she precious? Dun, dun. Stevie Wonder. My man. Stevie Wonder. Um, that's how he's, that's exactly how he sounds, right? Stevie Wonder. Stevie Um, Steveland Hardware. What? Shut the fuck up. His name was Stevland. 
No. Stevland. Is that a name? S-T-V... S-T-E-V-L-A-N-D. Stevland Etymology. Is that like a way to look up the origin of names? Behind the name of the <laughs> meaning, origin, and history of the user-submitted name Stevland. This is on BehindTheName.com. Contributor anonymous, meaning not available. Well, that's cleared that up. <laughs> I'm glad we got to the bottom of that one, lads. Um, Stevland is Stevie Wonder's actual fucking name. What a moron. Stevland Hardaway. Hardaway is his middle name. Not Hardway. Hardaway. And then Morris. Nee Judkins. What? Is known by his stave, stage name. What? St- Stevland Hardaway Morris Nee Judkins. I guess his his name was originally Stevland Hardaway Judkins. They're all fucking... That's five brutal names, guys. What a tough life he must have had. Forget the blindness. Brutal names. American singer, songwriter, blah, blah, blah. We all know who Stevie Wonder is, but um, let's just uh, sit here and appreciate the added dimension to his character that we've just discovered by uncovering that he had four fucking horrific names. Stevland, Hardaway, Morris, Je- whatever that last one was. Jaboom boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, how far are we through here? What are we? What time are we running at? Oh, we're about to make it a bloody 30 minutes. So, um, I wanted to talk about, oh, I'll talk about this first and then I'll close on this fucking dumbass podcast I found. Um, I went to Brown Alley on Friday, which is a nightclub. Uh, I didn't have anal sex with someone. It's the name of a nightclub. (laughs) Is that what people think of when you hear Brown Alley? Like there's a club called Brown Alley. And you're like, I'm going, I'm going to Brown Alley. That means, that's like, they've named that to be a euphemism for anal sex. Correct? Surely. Anyway, I went there and um, I went there with, I'm 27 and I went there with a girl who's 31 and we were by far and away the oldest people in the club. Mate, like, even the bouncers were like possibly younger than us. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was full, it was just like a disco night. It was nice and... Um, I don't know, we just went because, that. first of all, we were going to go to a house party. We had, like, a hot tip on a house party, and we were trying to suss it out. Um, Ended up getting the address, came back to mine, got some beers, talked to a lovely Uber driver who, like, knew some people who I knew, and also had done Nice before, Um, which is really cool. Had a nice chat to him, got back to mine, and uh, picked up the beers, and then got back in his Uber and went to where the party was supposed to be. And there just, there just wasn't a party there at all. Like, we got to the house and there were, like, no lights on. There weren't even people home. Like, what a bust. Which I'm so glad there were no people home because imagine if there were, like, just some people home and we rocked up and were like, um, we're here for the party. God, that would have been even more brutal. But, um, yeah, no party. So, um, we... Went, got another Uber and uh, dropped the beers back off at my house and um, went to fucking Brown Alley to this club and it was just like, so awful, man. Like, I've, uh, if I wasn't there, 
with her, I really would not have had a good time. Like, if I... Uh, uh, actually, I don't know. I just, But, I mean, I could never go there, like... I'm trying to think in what situation... I mean, if I went there with other friends as well, I actually probably would have a good time. But it just was... I was very conscious of the fact that I was the older... Like, like me and this girl were the oldest people there by, like, maybe five years... Um, uh, there probably would have been like a 22, 23 year olds there, like a, a few, but most of the people there were like 21 and, uh, and it was wild and they were all just gacked and fucked up and, and like doing what I was doing when I moved to Melbourne, you know, super fucking weird. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how much, I, I don't know how much longer I can fuck with that scene, you know, as much as I have like a, I feel very connected to those people, like or not those people, but that lifestyle, like, it's nostalgic for me to remember when I used to take drugs all the time and go to nightclubs, and, like, that really was the first time in my life when I felt, like, accepted by a group of people. I remember being, like, in school, as much as I look back and and know that I had a great time in school, oh, by the way, I missed my 10-year anniversary, uh, 10-year reunion on Saturday. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> was that this Saturday? No, it was last Saturday. Fucking a week and a half ago, that was my 10-year reunion. I was gonna go, and I emailed the I emailed the people from my school that are organising it, like a few, like maybe three weeks before, and I was like, hey, I'd love to come, thinking about flying down, uh, might get a ticket, and it was like a nice dinner and stuff, just wondering how many uh, tickets have been booked yet, and she was like, 10, but you know, it's early days, and I was like, oh, yeah, nah. Don't reckon I'll be going to that one. <laughs> Fly to fucking Adelaide to go and see... Te- that is a real lucky dip. Which 10 people are the people who are going to that reunion? Do you know what I mean? Like, not the good ones. Not the ones who I want to see. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, anyway, yeah, but like... I mean, I did have a, a good time in school, but when I started clubbing and, and um, working at Red Square in Adelaide, taking pills... Um, and hanging out with all the, that crew, that was the first time when I really felt like I belonged somewhere. Um, ugh, what a, what am I fucking doing? What, what is this? This is your life? Jesus Christ, I just heard myself say that and was like, you fucking, pe- no one wants to hear that, idiot. Um, well, anyway, I feel like I have a connection to those people because it's nostalgic for me to look at them and go, oh, look at you, you bloody taking drugs, you're so happy, you have no responsibilities, I love that, I've been talking about that a lot on stage lately, that's what I'm trying to write about, <sighs> but yeah, Brown Alley, ugh, nah, can't do it for that much longer, it's like, it's it's reached the point with those kinds of um, clubs now, where I'm like, I, I enjoy the nostalgia, but I can't be around it, because the <laughs> when the nostalgia interacts with you, and goes, bro, like, how fucking sick is tonight, like, man, I only had fucking couple lines of cat, but fucking, yeah, it's like, I would like to view my nostalgia through a one-way mirror, please, because my nostalgia is an annoying cunt, (laughs) yeah, alright, so this is the last thing, I, um, Oh, before I finish this, I guess I should talk about some shows that I got. Um, before I... I want to tell a fucking... <laughs> I found a great podcast. Um, before that, though, if you guys are listening, if you're in Melbourne, come and see me. The most important one 
is the preview of my new show, 52 Days. That's on the 23rd of June on Saturday, the 23rd of June at 4 p.m. at the um, MEA Gallery. That's MEA, Melbourne's Emerging Artist Gallery, 1A Hope Street in Brunswick. Um, come and check that out, man. It'll be five bucks entry just to cover the cost of um, my friend rents the space, so I've got to charge entry for the room hire. But... Um, Fucking please come and check that show out, man. It'd be so great. I really need um, eyes on that show. I'm going to do a couple of previews of it just behind closed doors to some friends in the couple weeks leading up to it. And then that'll be um, the first time I do a run through before the Edinburgh Fringe. A lot of the material is written, so the stories are there. Uh, But the way that I'm doing the show is I'm handing out cards and telling the stories in an order, like based on when the cards come out. And I've never done that before, and it's going to be real fucking hard to um, to get through. So I need to run through it a few times before I go away. So 23rd of June, that's a Saturday, and the show's going to be at 4 p.m. Come check that out. Um, the week's coming up. What have I got? Oh, on the 16th of June, if you're in Dalesford, <laughs> if anyone's listening from Dalesford, I'm doing a show of... Um, I'm doing the Abisham flat in Dalesford. I think there's an entry to that. If you're in Dalesford, you probably already know about that. Uh, I'm in Warrnambool the day after on the 17th. And I'm emceeing Catfish. That'll probably be my last show in Melbourne before I go away. 26th of June, I'm emceeing Catfish in Fitzroy. There's a few dates for you guys. Fuck yeah. Um, and then after that, if people are in uh, London or Dublin or Berlin, fucking keep listening in the coming weeks. It's all on my website as well, actually. I've all put all my, my shows on my website now, AidenTacoJones.com. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, I want to tell you about this. Um, I found this fucking podcast yesterday. I was looking up, um, quickly, Kevin, will he score? It's this football podcast that I just heard about for the World Cup. And for some reason, I searched quickly Kevin in my podcast app and that came up. And then the next one that came up was a podcast entitled Survive Her Affair After Your Wife Cheated. (laughs) And oh boy. So here's, I'll read the the, uh, about section. Kevin Jackson author of Survive Her Affair, reveals the secrets to recovering as quickly as possible from your wife's infidelity. <laughs> not not your partner's infidelity, your wife, specifically the wife. Because, you know, women, they're always cheating, aren't they? Discover how you can stop obsessing about the past. Make sure the affair is over for good. Get your wife to, quote, come clean. That's in quotes about the details. Why would you want your wife to come clean about the details? I just imagine. <laughs> so what you need to do to get her to come clean is um, you'll probably want to get her, corner her in some sort of room, lock the doors, get down on your hands and knees, start crying and go, Did you suck his dick? Did you suck his dick? Tell me now. Did you fucking suck his dick, you whore? That's how you get her to come clean, lads. <laughs> Why would you want to know that? If you're if you're with someone and they've had an affair, surely that's that done. Like, you're not going to go start working to try and get... Like, it's up to them now. If they want to make it work, they need to come and do the work for you. Who are you trying to trap someone? The, basically, the whole vibe of this podcast is like, so your wife's had an affair. How do you trick her into staying with you after she's made it clear that she's not committed to the relationship? What a fucking psycho this dude must be. Who's 
I'll read the rest of the thing, and then I, I did listen to the podcast. Here's the rest of the thing. Come clean about the details and bring trust back to your marriage. I mean, that's... I'm pretty sure that's fucking done after you cheat on someone. Um, you'll also learn the specific steps you must take so she never cheats again. Kevin is an international recognized relationship coach and the author of the groundbreaking book, Survive Her Affair. <laughs> I mean... God damn it. If you look like if someone's cheated on you, surely the way to deal with it is to have an open and honest dialogue with them, try and figure out why they did it, and then I don't know, maybe see a therapist together, counseling. It's not like what the dudes were talking about in this was like it was like first the first thing you need to do is to have a no contact arrangement. So you get her to write a letter to the guy saying in no uncertain terms that he's never going to, like, he's not to contact her anymore. And it's like, shouldn't the first thing that you should be doing, shouldn't the first thing to do be, like, sit down and talk about your relationship? Fuck. Like, you find out someone's cheating and you're like, don't talk to him anymore. We're going to go back to exactly the way it was. Why aren't you happy? The, I, I listened to it for about 10 minutes and I was on the tram and I was terrified to listen to it because it was like, like if someone sees that I'm listening to this, I might as well pull out a copy of the game and just fucking flash it around to everyone. Like, that's some psycho men's rights activist shit. Um, survive her affair. I can't get over that. But the thing that um, the thing that did it for me that made me stop listening was um, the guy. <laughs> it's this guy and another guy and they're like, they clearly have no rapport, by the way. They're talking. He introduces the dude and the guy's like, he's like a world-renowned uh, relationship coach and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's this person. And the guy's like, mm, hello, Paul. <laughs> and they don't, they're not like, how was your day? They're just like, I guess let's just get uh, let's just get stuck in. So what should you do when your wife cheats on you? It's like, shouldn't you fucking <coughs> the guy? The guy's like, and I do have personal experience with this. I'm like, I want to hear your story, mate. Tell me you, that your wife cheated on you. Tell me why it happened. Tell me how. Tell me what happened. And then how did you resolve it? That's how I'm gonna fucking. If I'm a dude who's had his wife cheat on him the way I'm going to get through it is to listen to someone else who's had the same experience and come out the other side. Not listen to some guy give random, arbitrary advice, like, 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 get her to write him a letter. Why? I don't know. It's just it's something that I've found in my research. Did you get your wife to write that guy a letter? No, 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 no. Me and my wife sat down for a reasonable chat and, like, civilized people, and we talked about our feelings, and we've uh, mainly worked through it because she's, uh... She feels trapped financially by me because I'm the main provider of the house and I've told her that if she leaves me, I'll never uh, I'll never uh, leave the courtroom with her. She'll be battling me in court for the rest of her life. That's the main reason that she's stayed. I'm sure she's cheating on me right now. But the way you should do it is to write a letter. The, ma- the thing that got me off of it was, um, he goes, uh, so what we've found um, is that there's a, there's a real uh, preconception in society um, that says that women are the most committed in relationships. First of all, I don't know where that's coming from, but sure. I mean, I feel like that's really dated. I feel like a relationship is a partnership. But anyway, the guy goes, um, there's a real preconception in society that women are the most committed in relationships. Also, what about gay relationships? 
<laughs> fuck the more i think about this guy the more insane he is um and then he goes but the <laughs> but some experts <laughs> some experts uh uh <laughs> believe according to uh particular research that they have conducted and i tend to agree with those experts <laughs> is what he says <laughs> some experts believe and i tend to agree with those experts that it's actually the man who is more committed <laughs> In the relationship. And then he just leaves it there. That's his thing. And then he <laughs> cites one bit of anecdotal, like, apparently research baits, but not cited evidence. And he goes, and statistics show that that 70% of... <laughs> God, this is absurd. 70% of uh, divorces are actually initiated by the woman. And the other guy's just like, is that so... <laughs> Like, oh man, I mean, I can't even, I can't even, um, where do you start to pick holes in that, you know? The, the divorce is initiated by the woman. What, because the man's been cheating? Could that be it? Just to play devil's advocate for a second, there are so many reasons why the woman could initiate the divorce. And also statistics show, what statistics? Are they exhaustive statistics? Did you just ask a hundred people of your mates? <laughs> Fucking hell. Just have a crack at that podcast, man. It is insane. It's Survive Her Affair After Your Wife Cheated. It's got four episodes from 2013. Kevin Jackson, Relationship Coach. (laughs) Have a fucking listen. That's the podcast for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Go check out my website there. Share this if you've liked it, if you're still listening. Rate, review it on iTunes. Give us five stars. Don't be a fuck. Um, uh, or review it on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And uh, I'll catch you next week. Uh, been Aiden Taco Jones. Peace. I have been fed. That's a fact. I have been fed. That's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.